welcome back to Anime Death Spiral, the only anime podcast that says, no, we will not, dear listener, go quietly into that good night. We will rage, we will prevail, and we will be heard. I'm Nate. <laughs> you want to take that one again? You said podcast. I did. All right. All right. I'll take it again. Take two. <laughs> no, no. We can do We can leave it. At... <laughs> How about you just say podcast right now and I'll get it clean. I'll just drop it in. <laughs> give me a couple. Give me three podcasts. All right. Really clean. Really crisp podcast. The only anime podcast. The only anime podcast. Yeah, that's good. The only anime podcast. Oh, great, great. Okay. All right. That's perfect. Thank you. Uh, I'm Nate. I'm Remy. And uh, today we're going to talk about some anime. We're going to talk about some anime, Nate? Yeah. You know, maybe some some moving type, maybe some non-moving type. Well, I'm ready. I've got some moving type on deck. I can't believe it's been two in a row, but uh, I actually watched some more anime since last time. That's crazy, though. Wait, like, honest to God, uh, real animated anime. Uh, I hate to admit this, but I literally like clicked onto a streaming site and went to the anime section and picked an anime out and watched it. Yeah, oh shit, what'd you watch? Well, I chose two things. One, um, you know, I got a tasty burger and I just needed something to throw on uh, while I ate because it's very hard to read with greasy fingers. Um, Everybody knows this. It's uh, everybody has tried and failed. So I, I think uh, you can relate, dear listener, my best friend. Um, you say that like as I'm looking at my fucking mouse and keyboard, like I need to clean this shit. You're, gre- <laughs> You're disgusting, <laughs> greasy ass mouse and keyboard. I need to get in there with like a like a, a pointed uh, tool of some kind, really get in the crevices. So. Uh, I wanted to avoid that fate, especially with my tablet, you uh-huh. know. So I threw this on because, uh, as loath as I am to admit it, I saw a couple clips uh, on uh, YouTube by accident, and they were actually kind of funny. So I watched, uh, sort of on accident, all 12 episodes of Asobe Asobase. Have you heard of this? Uh, I have not. Uh, what's Is there an English title? Uh, I think it's called Pastimers Club Okay. in English, but I'm not sure. No, I've never heard of it. So this is uh, an, a comedy, a comedic anime uh, that's uh, something we haven't really talked about. Oh, some funny so stuff. Some funny stuff. And it's sort of in the mold of the Azumanga Daio, the, the Nichijo, the, the uh, kind of the four coma. Okay. I don't actually know if this one has a comic, but it's three kind of uh, misfit girls at their all girl school. And, uh, you know, they are trying to like get to know each other while being offbeat and doing weird, goofy things with each other. You know, you know, it's uh, this is a familiar format. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds um, innocuous enough uh maybe cute even yes now i will say so <laughs> there, there are a couple of things that draw me in and repel me at the same time <laughs> uh, as these often do it starts off with a a <laughs> blonde haired blue-eyed foreigner girl love it you know uh, as a, a person of jewish persuasion the japanese 
uh, blonde haired blue eyed characters always set off a couple of danger signals in my brain kind of the fight or flight response kicks in well it's it's funny you mention that because uh, as you know I have a taste for trash rom-com anime and we've talked a little bit yeah. about uh, Tomo-chan as a girl and like one of the main the three main characters in that is um, she's not an exchange student you know she grew up in Japan but her parents are diplomats uh, and yeah. she is like uh, the stereotype of the dumb American blonde taken to such yeah. an extreme where it feels um, uh, cruel and unusual that she is in the grade level that she's in. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, uh, like taking it one step further, she would basically be nonverbal, and I felt that I felt very disturbed by that throughout the entire thing. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, they try and walk it back a little bit by doing the joke where it's like, oh, she's you know, uh, academically she's a genius, like she's some kind of savant or something. But right. uh, she's just a she's a she's a. She's a dumb blonde, but it's secretly she has like uh, studying powers. Yeah, uh, she's she's actually top in the class, number one in the grade. Uh, I think is the joke reveal, uh, but she acts like a five-year-old most of the time. Uh, so oh, yeah, uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, not my. That's not my favorite trope. I gotta say, um, this one uh, deftly sidesteps that, um, and this is kind of the hook that I I gave it a pass over this. Uh, not even gave it a pass, but I actually kind of like the hook where she is uh, a white girl explicitly. Canonically, she is a white mm -hmm. girl. Uh, her country of origin is not uh, made clear, but she is Whitelandia. Whitelandia. <laughs> she is born in Japan and only speaks Japanese. But at the beginning of the series, she's fucking with one of her classmates by pretending that she doesn't speak Japanese, which I just I found it very very funny. It's I, I but I really appreciated the way they played with it. I think she's she is a funny character, and it is funny the way she's fucking with her classmate this way. Uh, it's charming. And uh, she gets into some real trouble uh, when another classmate uh, basically begs her to teach her English. And that kind of kicks off uh, the trio of girls forming this little, what starts off as a study group. But as soon as it's revealed that this girl doesn't actually speak English, um, they just kind of devolve into uh, what they call a pastimers club, which is just them fucking around after school. Sure. They uh, make fun of each other's fan fiction. Um, <laughs> they play really stupid games uh, like Standstill Sumo. You know that game where you slap each other's palms? Yeah. You ever play that? I used to play that in high school. I thought that was fun. Uh, <laughs> I always preferred it to some of the other games, uh, quote-unquote games that people would play in the same fame, where, uh, you know, like uh, the one where somebody would come up and uh, punch you in the yeah. nuts. Uh, that was a really fun game. That was a great game. Really fun. So they don't ever get to that particular level of, like, interpersonal violence, though they do have a lot of, like, humiliation play mm -hmm. in be between each other with mixed results. Sometimes very funny. Uh, for the most part, very funny. So huge um, in anime right now, that humiliation stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, I, and I know, you know, this is one of those things, again, where we've, we've talked about this a couple times already, where it's like, I can't really speak to uh, the, you know, the uh, verisimilitude of the uh, teenage girl experience. Um, it's not really my domain, but it is an all-girls school, which I've always found to be really creepy. Does it have male faculty? 
It has one male teacher who they immediately treat as uh, very creepy. <laughs> right off the bat, he is, he is a creep. He is a, okay, he is a creep. I mean, being the one male teacher at a girls' school, uh, that does make you a creep. We don't know if he's the only one, but he's the only one that's present on screen, and he is almost immediately a creep. Uh, not, not a super egregious creep. It's not anything that's, like, super off-putting, but... Um, he is kind of a creep. Luckily, uh, we do not go into any, like, kids falling in love with their teachers thing, which I so appreciate. Oh, thank God. Please stop doing that. Please, I am begging you, stop with the kids falling in love with their teachers thing. It's not good. Not good, you guys. Uh, so, I, I I really, obviously, I just sat down and watched 12 episodes of this fucking thing, so I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the three the main characters are very charming for the most part. It avoids a lot of uh, really shitty stuff that uh, some other, you know, quote-unquote uh, anime comedies uh, fall into. Though, you know, there is like a whole episode where they're obsessed with the idea of one of their classmates having a dick. That's maybe not so great, uh, especially, uh, you know, right now, not so cool. But otherwise, they, they play it pretty good. I, I, I enjoy it. It really did remind me of, like, how much I enjoyed, uh, like, Azumanga Daya when I was in high school. Like, I, I think that's, uh, for whatever reason, like, the comedy about the, the all-girls school thing just really hits. Maybe that's weird because i'm an adult man <laughs> but uh i don't know they're really funny and it really puts to bed this argument that i see a lot and i'm sure you've seen it too this like thing where it's like hey uh you know a, a lot of comedy just doesn't uh translate over uh you know it's not funny when you have to read it in the subtitles it's like no actually um like some of the greatest comedies ever made are silent movies uh you you there is no translation issue here. People have pretty much figured out how to tell visual jokes for 120 years. I think we've kind of got a fairly good handle on it. Yeah, now. nobody uh, lost their shit when Shakespeare insisted that he have sub subtitles in all of his plays. Yes, yes. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, it, that and that caused a lot of mixed results because most people couldn't read. So <laughs> it was a bold, creative move at the time. Yeah. The sub versus dub fights back then were so intense. <laughs> I mean, people were getting shanked like left and right. But uh, I, this is not a problem in the modern age. I, I really think people who think about that shit should um, maybe question themselves a little more. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of other comedies, anime comedies that I've enjoyed now. Well, you posted that question to me earlier and like I've been trying to think and I can think of a lot of anime that have like heavy comedic qualities to them i can think of a lot of anime that have jokes in them sure but like it's actually really hard for me to think of anime that is just like pure comedy that i've seen because uh i've seen like a little bit of chromarty high school that's like pretty much straight comedies you can get you know azumanga Dayo, obviously um but like everything else like uh it's usually tinged with some kind of other like you know Gurren Lagann uh, uh very dramatic but also pretty funny at some points not a comedy i wouldn't say you know well we get a lot of that we get a lot of um uh you know there's lots of uh, obviously we've talked about a lot of rom-coms yes and we'll talk about some later well uh, i personally can't think of a whole lot 
I mean, there's a few, you know, like, uh, I would say Kaguya-sama, Love is War, obviously, I think that is very funny. It's a funny show. You know, the the one that I pops up for me when I uh, uh, peruse our, our old canonical good anime list, uh, I notice um, uh, Golden Boy kind of stands out uh, on this list. Um, uh, not a rom-com is a comedy. Not a rom-com. Uh, that's, a, that's a horn-com. Yeah, that's a horn comp. That's a that's what we would call a sex comedy yes. if we were still in the uh, '90s. I mean, we really shouldn't uh, dissect the frog, as they say. Um, comedy stuff, obviously, very subjective. Uh, I think, honestly, a lot of the comedy stuff plays better in manga because of the the four coma. Uh, format is so ingrained and most of these anime that we see are based on that and i think maybe it's just uh, there's a lot of times it's it's hard to translate not from japanese to english but from like paper to cartoon i think that is really the translation issue that happens sure you know any pop team epic doesn't have this problem that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) uh fucking rules that shit kicks ass but yeah, I, I so I watched that. I, I really got into it. And then uh, I finished it way too soon. Only 12 episodes. That seems to be the trend these days. You know, you get a you get a 12 episode uh, part one. Um, and then and then if you do successful, you get uh, a part two to get like one full season, basically, or what used to be one full season. I'm not mad. Anyway, <laughs> I, it's, I, I was more just disappointed because I thought. Oh man, I I I'm just really into this. I want to I want to binge. I want to binge watch it. Uh, but I binged watched it too fast. Um, so I kind of needed something else because uh, again I was eating something and my fingers were greasy. So I needed to throw something else on. And I decided, uh, despite being initially very off put by what I had seen of it, trailers and whatnot. I decided to put on a summertime rendering just because it was like on the front page of Hulu or whatever. I just had Hulu. Okay. What's that one? Summertime rendering is a a pretty current show. I think it came from last season, maybe. I'd have to check on that. But this is a show that kind of ties into what we were talking about last time because it has one of those uh, sort of uh, fake out uh, twist ending kind of first episodes. Uh Right off the bat, uh, I have to say the animation is crisp. It it look it's a good looking show. It's a little off putted because like within the first I don't know three minutes there's like a a big titty gag, a fat titty. Oh, gag. fat titty warning. Yeah, and so you know we start off there unfortunately, and then almost immediately after that they follow it up with a, a, a ridiculous panty shot. But for the most part, the rest of the episodes uh, crime free. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good and uh, pretty intriguing. This character is returning home to his small island village uh, because a, a, a childhood friend of his uh, drowned, and so he's going back for the funeral. And the little sister of his friend uh, is really distraught, and but she won't talk about it to him. Um, and he kind of has to force her hand, and she reveals to him that before the friend drowned she had thought she'd seen uh, a doppelganger oh spooky and if you know you can maybe kind of, yeah kind of see uh, this ended up being like a, a very traditional style doppelganger you know in, in uh germanic sense mm-hmm. you know a a dark other so uh, he he decides 
based on a creek a creepy there's always a creepy fisherman who comes around and says well there's a old legend on the island about doppelgangers of course you see they show up and uh they want to take over your body and kill all your family so if you see a doppelganger you gotta go get blessed at the shrine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so you know out of an abundance of caution as you would right uh you decide uh hey let's take the little sister and let's go get blessed at the shrine you know just just to be safe you never know yeah you know, like uh, if uh, you know uh, you're you're seeing uh, weird demons and stuff at night, uh, you maybe you'll go to your local Catholic priest and pray he's not one of the molester ones. <laughs> <laughs> so they they go to the shrine, uh, and it's all kind of proceeding like we're unfolding sort of this kind of like uh, quaint little mystery, right? Where we're like, oh, what happened to this girl? It's very interesting. Um, and they're at the shrine. And they're wandering around because they can't find anybody. And then they hear a gunshot. Oh. Yeah. And they stumble upon our fat titty lady from the beginning uh, with a fucking gut wound. Oh, no. And we're like, holy shit. I mean, this is some major Twin Peaks uh, pacing right here. Twin Peaks is uh, very apt uh, because we're getting uh, strange characters in this strange little town. And we're proceeding into these uh, kind of abrupt... Uh, but understated explosions of violence. This woman is, like, bleeding out. Uh, and this is really shocking because so far it's been kind of, uh, you know, a very laid-back show. Sure. And um, while our main character is kind of, like, trying to get something out of this woman, like, what happened? Uh, he turns and he sees the little sister's doppelganger hold, holding a revolver to little sister's head. And now we're like, oh, shit. Oh, this is going to be like, this is going to be the climax of the episode, right? This is going to be our cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, until she fucking pulls the trigger. Whoa. Headshots the little sister. Oh. Then she turns the gun to our protagonist and headshots our protagonist. Okay, that is, uh, that's a twist, if I ever heard one. This is this is the kind of shit that gets me hooked on a show. I know we talked about Garay last time. You know, you a really fucking strong punch of a first episode. Mm-hmm. Something that makes you desperately need to watch episode two. It really works on me. And so it's revealed in the last two seconds of this episode. He wakes up uh, on the ferry back to the island where he started. Okay. And we we are now, uh, it is revealed, this is a death restart. Uh, All right. All right. You know, uh, they could have gone a lot of death restarts out there, but that's a good lead in. I'm hooked. I'm willing to forgive it. Yeah, I I was not mad. I was like, okay, I I didn't think we were going to go this hard, but suddenly I'm interested in the show. And, you know, like you said, there's a lot of death restart out there. Obviously, this thing is going to be living in the shadow of something like ReZero, which is... uh, a shame. Yeah, one of uh, inexplicably one of the most popular shows on earth right now. It, we really do mean inexplicable in every sense of the word because I don't understand. I, I don't do understand, understand how it's that popular. Even the fucking creepy like perving on the twins thing is just like so egregious. Anyway, anyway. Uh, hold on. Hey, hey, if you're a ReZero fan out there, tweet us. Let me know yeah, why uh, you're broken. What the fuck, dude? Seriously, I would love for somebody to explain why they think that show is good. I would love it. Uh, I mean, I would probably, 
I would probably never agree Let with us you, know. but I would love to hear why uh, your rationale. Anyway, so it, it, it does happen to unfortunately be living in the shadow of something like that. Uh, and uh, I hope people don't draw too many comparisons because um, that would be a real shame. That ending is so powerful for me that I am absolutely going to continue with this show. I'm going to watch a few more episodes, see if we level out or if like sometimes we like we again, like we've talked about how they sell. They they really spend themselves on the first episode and kind of don't have anything to follow up with. A lot of times that happens. Uh, I'm interested to see uh, if we end up there or if this can actually chug along, give me something to follow up with, uh, deepen this mystery in a way that's not uh, immediately disappointing like some are. I'm not going to not going to point fingers, but, uh, you know, it happens. There's a lot of good stuff that uh, had an interesting start that uh, just got left in the wayside, you know, down in the 20, 30, maybe even like less than 10 chapters uh, oh, kind of uh, category, I mean, right? Chapter three, even a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, you know, I, I can't even count how many things I've read that are like, oh, oh, cool. Oh, this is really interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, I'm gonna, definitely going to read chapter two. Oh, God, no. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. Happens all the time, all the time. <laughs> Mainly because I think a lot of these, uh, I think it happens mostly in manga because a lot of these things get pitched either off a one shot, um, a really strong one shot, or somebody who has worked a lot on a, on a premise and a chapter one, and then uh, get hooked up with an editor who's like, okay, now what? And then, you know, now what is uh, nothing? Sort of like, uh, you know, the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the problem that plagues a lot of bands where it's like the sophomore slump, right? You spend a lot of time writing right. the first 10 songs, first seven, 10 songs. You go, you tour them, you know, you put a lot of work into them. You sell a shit ton of your first album. And then it's like, now what? Now you got to do a whole separate thing and you've got to, you've got what, like a year or two to do it before your buzz uh, wears off. It's a lot of pressure uh, and too much for most people. Well, it's uh, always unfortunate when a good idea doesn't I know. get to blossom. I, I really hate it. Uh, this is one of my psychoses is when I read these things or watch something like this, I immediately like go into like my amateur writer brain and be like, how would I fix this? How would I write the rest of this? Um, I know it's the most arrogant <laughs> thing in the world, but I can't stop myself. I do it all the time. <laughs> It's very, it's very bordering on. Uh, I can, I can I, fix her. I watch her a bad levels. show and I'm like, I can fix her. I actually, it's like uh, a bad but yeah. interesting show. At some point, I really would like to get into how I'd rewrite Initial D because I would, I would kill it. I really would kill it. I think my <laughs> version of Initial D would be so good. No shade to Initial D, it's fine, but. But, oh, man, I really want to talk about that at some point. All right, we can uh, get into that another time. Can I tell you uh, real quick about something that, uh, an anime that I read that uh, I was very jazzed on? I would love to hear it, yes. Okay, so uh, I was, you know, doing my usual uh, uh, tw morning morning tweets, uh, yelling angry things at yeah, various we, manga publishers gotta, that I have beefs with. We gotta talk about that at some point. <laughs> I gotta get a leash on this dog. <laughs> And uh, I, someone, uh, someone I follow, 
someone that we follow, uh, tweeted a recommendation for a chapter one just went up on Manga Plus called Shibatarian. Uh, I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, but uh, I read through. I was I was first of all I was hooked by a very cool image. You know that's uh, always the best way to to lure someone in. Uh, there's like. You know, a kid uh, sitting in a theater and he's surrounded by uh, very creepy looking copies of the same person all around him in the different theater seats. I'm like, all right, uh, you caught my attention. Let's see if you can keep my interest. So I checked it out um, and it is a uh, so far. There's only one chapter just went up a couple days ago. It's about a high school loner kid, kind of. Uh, you know, he's your standard, uh, nobody understands me, everybody's an idiot, uh, everybody is conformist, they don't... Uh... It's shonen, he's got serious chonin disease. Yes, yes, that is the yeah. uh, phrase I was trying to remember, yeah. the chonin disease. And one day, at a, you know, he's walking along and he sees a guy buried up to his neck in the ground uh with his head sticking out you know this folks we've all we've all had this happen to us uh it's true it's true it's not just japanese teenagers uh, like that happens to american teens all the time oh i've been buried so many times i'm a little smaller so you know it, it's a little more convenient mm-hmm. and and our main character is like uh what's going on He's like, oh, well, well, you know, this is the guy in the ground. He's like, well, uh, I ran into these punks and 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 they buried me uh, and I was just kind of chilling here. Would you mind helping me out of the dirt? And he's like, uh, OK, so they start hanging out. Uh, they realize that they both like movies um, and they he's like, uh, you know, starting from that day, he would go over to uh, Shibata's house. That was the kid buried uh, in the ground every day to watch movies. And in what must be, in what must be a shout out to Goodbye Airy. I mean, it, at this point, it's like I can't imagine anything other than that. Uh, they start uh, watching movies together. Yeah. Um, like every day they start watching movies after school uh, until eventually they decide like hey wouldn't it be fun if we made our own movie also also, Goodbye Airy strangely enough the uh, Goodbye Airy is like 50% of this first chapter yeah shout out to Fujimoto dude loves movies shout out to Fujimoto he's fucking he's the most influential guy out there right now he's so hot he's right so now. hot right now so they're watching movies. They decide that they want to make a movie for the school cultural festival. Uh, so they he spends all spring break making this movie with Shibata. Uh, and at the day of the cultural festival, they uh, realize that the soccer team has uh, supplanted their their place as a presentation. Uh, who who hasn't been cucked by a soccer team in, once in their life? <laughs> Uh, a very American experience. Americans love soccer. God, I love it. Especially high school. So he gets he gets cooked <laughs> by the soccer team, and someone throws a, a baseball at his eye. He gets very upset by this. 
uh, you know, runs off and he's talking to Shibata and like they get in a fight. Shibata takes off. So now we're skipping forward five years to now he's out of high school. He's 20 years old and he's reconnected with uh, the nerdy girl that was his only other friend. And he's like, you know, I guess I've come to terms with the fact that Shibata wasn't real. Like I was just having like a mental breakdown back then because I didn't have any friends, but I'm doing a lot better now. And she's like, oh, uh, well, that's too bad because I ran into Shibata and he gave me a movie ticket to give you and he wants to meet with you in a couple hours. And he's like, what the fuck? He takes the ticket and and runs to go meet this dude at the theater and they watch the movie, which has a happy ending. And at the very end of the movie, they turn to each other each other to give their opinion. And he's like, I like the main dude's like, I like the happy ending. And Shibata goes, I hated it. And from that point forward, there's like a dark cloud cast over everything. And he's like, Who who are you? You're not you're not my friend. And at that point, that's when the camera pulls out and he realizes that that everybody in the theater has turned into Shibata. And they say, like, all right, now we're going to go kill everybody at your old middle school. And that's the end of chapter one. I think it's a little more subtle than that, but yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it is. I think that's pretty straightforward. That was a pretty uh, straightforward recounting of what happened. All right, everybody. Now we're going to go kill everyone at the middle school. I'm pretty sure they literally Let's say go that. Kill all the middle school students. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Hey, everybody. Now it's time we to kill, kill all the middle, middle school, school students. students. I was trying to do the. <laughs> I tried to do the Mickey Mouse. Hey, everybody. We're going to go kill all the middle school students. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, speaking of Mickey Mouse, uh, let's take a break and then when we get back, we can talk about uh, some video games, uh, which are anime. Welcome back to Anime Death Spiral. For those of us uh, that weren't paying attention in the first half, uh, I'm Nate. I'm here with Remy. Uh, we're going to talk about some anime. Why are you paying attention? Why would? You, why are you spacing out through the entire first section? <laughs> hey, no. Hey, I don't care if they're paying attention or not. Honestly, I just want the. Uh, I just want the number to go up on the analytics are page. Do, are you trying to do like uh, a neuro linguistic programming thing on our audience? Oh yeah, oh definitely. Uh, I'm brainwashing you. And then our our names are the keywords that will install you in positions of power, and then we will activate you. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm just trying to get people anime pilled out there. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for those of you following along with the lore, uh, last episode, I tasked Remy with a quiz of horrible rom-coms. He did uh, about a 60%, uh, not great. Uh, in school, that'd be a D. I could have done. Uh, in Japan, he'd be expelled. I could have done better, for sure, for sure. And so, as a consequence of his uh, horrible performance, he had to go and read some horrible rom-com. Well, I took my lumps, you know, uh, I keep my word, uh, and I also uh, like to do things in kind of one sitting. Uh, so I went ahead and I read, you know, it's not a huge amount, but a fair amount of uh, four rom-coms. 
Uh, just uh, why, why don't I uh, do a little bit of reporting back? Give me, give me your book report. So the first one I suffered through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hold on. First, All come right. stand up in front of uh, class. Uh, hello, I'm Remy. Uh, uh, my hobbies include playing music and. Uh, Oh, uh, God, uh, uh, can I just take my seat next to the cute, mysterious girl in the back? Okay, go sit back next okay. to the window. Uh, so I read Carrie Kano first. Classic. Um, and this is a classic. I mean, this is kind of the classic. Uh, famously, Hideaki Anno directed the anime um, before doing Evangelion, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically just a remake. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, you think that's a joke. It's it's yeah, not. It's yeah. There's a lot of crossover themes there, And, people. you know, this one is very uh, basic, but it's very, very cute. You know, it has its it has its charms. Very simple. Boy meets girl. Boy uh, and girl uh, are both overachievers at school. Girl gets a little of a bit of a inferiority complex and uh, her her hatred as it's want to do rapidly uh, devolves into love. What's interesting about uh, Karikano, his and her circumstances, is how... Is that it's basically the the same plot as Kaguya-san, well, but I would say not it has its slows, but but it is the seedbed of many modern rom-coms. This is obviously like massively influential. There are so many. You're saying it's like the I Seinfeld kinda, of rom-coms. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it took a formula, it twisted it, and then it inspired uh, a million other rom-coms. Uh, you know, it's the more of the nirvana of rom-coms, I suppose. Uh, but the most one of the most obvious connections for me <laughs> in that I had just kind of recently read it, uh, besides Kaguya-sama, which uses the overachiever uh, boy and overachiever girl um, falling in love thing to a much better effect. Like you said, I think it's a lot funnier. But Horimiya also uses uh, basically the same setup as well. Um, though again, it, the twist being that uh, the boy is not an overachiever. He is, in fact... Uh, kind of a slacker loser, but his his big secret is that he's actually a hottie when he's not at school. That's that's the big twist in Horibia. Yeah. <laughs> oh he's, no, oh, that boy is a hottie when he's not at school. When he's at school, he's just a little gloomy <laughs> nerd. But man, as soon as the bell rings, he fucking puts his. Does he take his glasses off and suddenly he like literally oh, no, he's takes hot. his glasses off and shakes his hair out in slow motion <laughs> and puts all of his piercings back in and he's a fucking hottie. He rolls his sleeves up and he's got like sick tattoos and shit. Hor- Mia is very cute. Horimiya is very cute. I mean, sick tattoos. Yeah, are cool. you know the thing I like about Horimiya is that you know, and this is a personal preference, obviously, but like I find the overachiever. Uh, characters like so lame I, I mean uh, you know putting their personalities aside I think like the characters that like try to achieve status and popularity in school by like getting all A's is such an alien uh, thing to me I don't know it, it's it's really strange uh, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, we went, uh, we were in the American public school system. Uh, achievement was nowhere near a priority yes, for us. Usually those are the kids that got bullied. So we clearly had a lot, a uh, very, very different experience it, it, academically 
that I guess that is a that is a pretty big cultural difference, I suppose. Uh, if achievement was important to us, would we be on an anime podcast? We would not have gotten into anime to begin with. I have to be honest. <laughs> one okay, so the <laughs> the one particular note I have about Kaikano is there is a one point where the mangaka writes a little note that says. Uh, they found the gags in Ken Hill's production of Phantom of the Opera extremely unfunny. So that was just a weird thing that I noticed. <laughs> really like the soundtrack. Uh, really love the soundtrack for Ken Hill's Phantom of the Opera, but hated all the gags. So just it's a strange thing. That's so specific. I know. It's very strange, right? Uh, it just stood out to me a lot. It made me go like, maybe I should go watch that. So... Moving through that, which I which I appreciated, I kind of wanted to stagger these a little bit because that one is so well known. I moved into the one that's more recent uh, that I didn't know anything about. Girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh huh. Ka- Kanojo no Kanojo, right? Yes. And this is one where uh, a little strange for me because I had a little while back. Uh, just based straight off the name, read uh, one called 100 Girlfriends. Uh-huh. And this is, uh, that's uh, about a guy who can't make a decision between two girls um, who are both uh, trying to court him. He had been turned down by 100 girls before the end of high school, and uh, the god of romance came down. <laughs> Achievement yeah, unlocked. Well, literally, yeah. It's the god of romance comes down and says, you did it. You got turned down by a hundred girls. So I'm going to give you uh, this incredible power of love. So the next girl, man, I hate it. Yeah, when the next happens. girl who sees you, uh, you're she is going to be uh, extraordinarily attracted to you. She's going to be your soulmate, and it's going to be such a powerful soulmate connection that if you guys don't get together, she'll die. That's how strong I'm talking, baby. And he's like. Well, that seems morbid, but fuck yeah, I'm I'm ready. Hit me. And the next day at school, he realizes that the god of love fucked up and actually cursed a uh, hundred girls to be his soulmate. Um, and they will all die if they don't fall in love with him. So he immediately starts running around school collecting girls. And the first few kind of like are not cool with this. Uh, it's like obviously very jarring for him to be like, sorry, babe, uh, here's my new girlfriend. And a lot of the jokes, the joke is about how extraordinarily ridiculous this scenario is and how it escalates every chapter with the girls kind of having to come to terms with this extraordinary new reality they find themselves in. Uh, and I thought it was like it's such an extreme <laughs> gag that I thought it was it was pretty cute. But as soon as he gets like seven or eight girlfriends, it becomes way too unwieldy. So going into girlfriend, girlfriend, I didn't really know much about it. I thought it was more of a straight rom than a com, but it's not. It it is about a guy who straight up, with no supernatural setup this time. Uh, just decides no there are no uh, funky rules keeping him in line he's just uh you know he's just a dude that wants he's, two chicks as office yeah, space said yeah he just wants two at the same time man uh two at the same time <laughs> and, and you know it's uh, i will say you know i'm not against polyamory i think polyamory is fine i don't consider it like a jokey thing i, I think we're at a point where uh, we can kind of talk about that as adults and, and say, like, you know, that can, you know, if you're into that, that can work for people. But uh, not, apparently not for this comic, because the entire joke is the idea of polyamory being so ridiculous. 
that it's in itself is hilarious. Unlike a hundred girlfriends, the joke is that oh, he has two girlfriends. Yeah. Isn't that weird yeah. and wacky? Uh, unlike a hundred girlfriends, which is like such an insane premise that like you know the gags are self-evident. The gags in this comic are that the guy has a great girlfriend, a great supportive girlfriend, and the relationship seems very healthy. And then one day, like. A girl he has never even talked to once, was not even aware of at his school, comes and says, Hey, you're, um, uh, you know, whatever your name is, Kun, uh, I love you. I'm in love with you. And he's like, I don't even know who you are, but I love you too. That's so hot that you're into me. But I am already dating another girl. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that sucks. I guess I'll, like, fuck off then. And he's like, no, no, wait. I, like, you're so cute. And I, like, so want to get together with you. Why don't you come with me and we'll just, like, ask my girlfriend, like, uh, if it's, like, totally cool if I, like, like, fuck you too. You know, let's just give it a shot. And this girl's like, <laughs> well, I'm the most subservient person in the world, so why not? And, you know, defying all logic, this girl who is extraordinarily against this um, decides that uh, instead of, like, losing her boyfriend, she'll just try to make it work. Which, um... Well, God forbid she be a single girl. Yes. Well, you know, it's... And it could be implied, you know, if there was a stronger writing in this series, we could say that their relationship is very strong. They have a really honest, uh, emotional connection to each other. And this is something that, like, she loves him so much that she's willing to try this out. But he is, as you know, is tradition in the rom-com genre. One of the most bland human beings ever. He has no personality. Uh, they never have a conversation um, of any, you know, worth or uh, uh, substance. We have no idea besides his honesty, really, his one character trait, as they usually have one character trait, why she would be into him. Uh -huh. um, and so... Instead of being like, this is a really funny thing, uh, this is a funny gag thing, I could not really get beyond my incredible sadness for this girl, like how put upon she is. And they try to soften the blow by making her kind of be like, well, the other girl is like really cute and maybe I'm kind of exploring sort of my bisexuality. There's a subtext there. Yeah, that feels like a cop-out. That feels like a backtracking. It definitely is. It's definitely some, like, post-hoc rationalization, which makes it a little gross. That uh, That's, like, some major queer-washing. It totally is. It, it is. It 100% is. And it's also because, like, she treats those thoughts as, like, quote-unquote abnormal as well, um, which is just really sad to see. And, it, and it's, it's yeah. compounded in the sadness that... Um, she's basically just forced into this thing that she desperately like doesn't want to be in and is very uncomfortable with. And her boyfriend is constantly saying, no, I must, I must do this. Uh, and I will do any, like, I don't get it. Is what is appealing about this dude? Is he just hot? Is he rich? Like, does he have it's a rich never family? Established. It's never established even one time. He's just got that fucking Riz. I've, I have no idea. Uh, the weirdness of this comic is really, really shines through by how the the boyfriend and the second girl are basically nothings. They're they're silhouettes. They're cardboard cutouts. The girl, the first girlfriend, is really the only character who is a person, and she is constantly mm -hmm. in pain. And that kind of, for me, um, really dampens the entire gag aspect of girlfriend girlfriend. It makes me desperately uncomfortable. 
The other thing is, uh, it's yeah, the great. other thing is, hey, uh, polyamory, and I know I just said, like, she's kind of exploring her best sexuality, um, but the other thing is, like, he's trying to have a polyamorous situation where, like, he fucks her, and then completely separately he fucks the other girl. Like, there is not supposed to be... Well, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's be clear, that is not... That is not a, a functioning and healthy model of what I think most people that are advocates for polyamory would a relationship yeah, would look like. I think we, we maybe need to like back up and have kind of a deeper conversation about like how the relationships like that are supposed to work. But uh, I think what we're talking about is a guy who is psychologically forcing these two girls to be part of his harem. Yes, well, that's exactly it. That is exactly it, is instead of a poly polyamorous relationship he treats this as like a down low harem in fact the he never calls it a polyamorous relationship we never bring up polyamory he constantly calls this uh consensual two-timing uh which says everything you need to know about girlfriend girlfriend i think also the second chick is just straight up insane she is she is insane i would be uh i, I think it'd be very funny if the author for girlfriend for girlfriend came out and was just a total like jk rowling type about polyamory <laughs> started bashing it Actually, on twitter it's bad that's what my comic is about yeah. it's like it's an anti-polyamory <laughs> yeah. comic so that one is a very big fat like thumbs down uh girlfriend girlfriend is i hate to say problematic um, but deeply, deeply uncomfortable, and the jokes do not land uh, because of it. And, you know, kind of uh, in the uh, terrible aftertaste of Girlfriend, Girlfriend, I unfortunately moved on to Hokkaido Gals, which is... You know, say the full title. Uh, I think it's... What is it? Hokkaido Gals are incredibly adorable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is... Uh, and you mentioned it before, but this is what I would call a straight-up girlfriend simulator. This is not a story with characters and, and a narrative. This is a um, dating game made out of dead trees. That's what it is. It's about a guy who uh, hates women. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> deeply misogynistic. <laughs> who uh, accidentally <laughs> falls, quote-unquote, falls in love with uh, the first fucking uh, chick he meets when he moves out to the country. Uh, basically, Daisy Duke meets him. Like, he, literally, he stepped off the he, bus. He steps out of a taxi cab, and Daisy Duke walks up to him and says, like, damn, bro, I am into whatever's going on here. And he's like what is this slut doing and well she's getting so close to me this dumb bitch is like really breathing out oh wait she's fucking hot like i i'm only slightly exaggerating that is uh pretty much his entire train of thought is like wow i i cannot believe i'm attracted to such a like dumb bitch slut like that is his entire character is repeating that phrase over and over again. Not my... For at least the first few chapters. Not my words, his words. Not my words, his words. Yeah, no, direct quote. Direct quote, people. Uh, and if you, if you uh, object to the term... If you do not like uh, discussing uh, these kinds of uh, uh, sexual dynamics in this term, but, like, this is probably the most cut-and-dry 
uh, example of female objectification that you will ever get to the point where there are basically like pop-up stats and character uh, traits uh, for the quote-unquote Gyaru girls as if they were Pokemon. Uh, it is it is such a dehumanizing angle that I find it even more upsetting than the like every two pages uh, there's like the most egregious fat titty shit you've ever seen. Um, like, <laughs> oh yeah, big uh, big this warning. This is a there, people. huge fat titty comic uh, to the point where it does that thing where like the fat titties hang out of the panels. They cannot be contained by the manga panels themselves. They escape the panels. <laughs> he is constantly de- describing her as an evil temptress. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, every scenario that happens in this comic is like the first couple of minutes of like a really bad porno. <laughs> it's just really, just really bad. I, I, I hate this comic. Uh, okay, in the in the in the spirit of being fair and balanced, I just want to point out that I found it very funny that whoever did the localization on the scan translation d- decided to make the bold move of localizing the Hokkaido accent as like a Minnesota accent, and I found that very. Now funny. I have to imagine that's the snow connection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, snow, kind of you know, rural farmer uh, based. Yeah communities yeah, it's got to be something like that um did not help me did i did not find it charming uh it did get me thinking about a japanese adaptation of fargo set in hokkaido that you would know be dope. i have said this before but i really really would kill for like a shonen with the with the narrative sensibilities of a coen brothers movie i've said this before uh it still stands i would love that anyway i got a nice palate cleanser afterwards i moved on pretty quickly from that um, to Aoriyoshi. Oh, you found this a nice palate cleanser. I did. Uh, Aoriyoshi is, uh, uh, you know, not something I'm, I'm huge on, but uh, I do not find it repugnant. Uh, <laughs> like, truly off-putting, <laughs> like I do, uh, Gyaru Girls. Aoriyoshi is, again, kind of returning to that 90s style, which is great because, like, we've got that incredible dynamic of the 90s in manga where, like, every single character is even is either looks like a fucking trash can or they are dripping so fucking hard they're, like, made out of slime. It's, like, fucking... So well, oh man, the the nineties the nineties merch in that in that comic drip levels off got, the charts. Uh, such great fits or such bad fits. You really flip a coin between heaven and hell there uh, in terms of the fashion, which I really appreciate. Keeps the pages turning pretty quickly. You know, this is a story about a kid running away from a rich family, which I kind of appreciate. I wish we would stop with the rich families in general, but as long, you know, at least in this comic, they're posed as the bad guys, which I like. Yeah, he's like, I hate my bullshit rich yeah, family. Yeah, um, I think this is really interesting for a couple reasons. One being that it ran in Young Animal next to Berserk, uh, which is very interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think uh, the fact that it follows uh, a college kid instead of your traditional teenager, you know, early high school kid, whatever. I think I like that. That also a symptom of kind of being more of the 90s style. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, that was uh, Young Animals kind of like demographic, you know, they were doing for the uh, 18 to 21. Yeah, slightly crowd. older stuff. 
unlike uh, Giara Girl, this I wouldn't go so far as to say this is a girlfriend simulator comic, but... No, and I think that stems from the fact that the main character is, like, a, you know, heir to a rich family. That's not exactly... That's a... Um, what do you call it? That's a fantasy for the reader to engage in. That's not, like, uh, something where they can insert themselves well, into... Sure. I, I would say there are more characters and character dynamics, which kind of create uh, the sense of an actual narrative, which is something usually at odds with the girlfriend simulator. It's something that's not present in the girlfriend simulator. But uh, the girl in, in question, she's the progeny of this rich family, and she's been raised from birth uh, basically as cattle, as marriage fodder for this one particular guy. And uh, that's basically her existence. Uh, she is not a person. She is a... I mean, we don't use the term lightly, but she's literally been groomed. She has literally been groomed. Uh, she is She is essentially willing livestock. And it's such that the main character actually kind of identifies this at the beginning of the comic, but his, let's say... Um, desperation and horniness kind of override his uh, human sympathy and he decides that actually he can overlook that because like you know a cute girl cooking and cleaning for him and uh, you know sleeping with him or whatever is like actually that's pretty chill uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's fucked up that like uh, her bullshit rich family did this to her. But also, like, I kind of want a bang maid. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that that's chapter that's chapters like one through four right there. That's the yes, summary. And again, like, it's not quite as bad as some of these other characters uh, characters in these other rom coms, but they have very little personality which is just unfortunate it kind of again makes it to the point where like wh what do these people have that they like about each other what what is drawing wh where's the magnetism coming from well you know in the in the case of Karakano and Ayori Yoshi yeah I think it's very obvious that the main characters are a good looking and b very 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 rich that's what's very attractive well, about the them. the main character in Ayori I mean, he lives in a fucking dump, and he's, you know, he's turned down the money. Uh, well, yes, he's trying to disinherit himself because he hates his bullshit yeah. rich family. And, you know, honestly, what caught my attention about that one in particular, uh, after reading a lot of real trashy stuff, is, like, for the most part, other than being, like, a little horny from time to time he's just like a, a, a kind of a chill he dude he's more of a chill dude he doesn't have a whole lot of personality to himself but he's also not like uh you know a uh he's not a super perv he's not an abuser he's not really. an extraordinary misogynist like in in Gyaru girl yes. which is great i appreciate that i mean he is misogynistic enough to again overlook the yes. grooming that went on in yes, this girl's not life great he tries to justify himself by not like, great. i'm rescuing her but like dude come on uh, I would say, uh, you know, out of all of them, Karikano uh, definitely has the most personality attributed to uh, its main characters. And, and maybe not a coincidence that it's from the female perspective. I will, I don't, you know, I don't want to speculate, but 
Yeah, who knows? Well, you know, if I was gonna, if I was gonna trust any one of these takes, I feel like going with Hideaki Anno. Maybe that'd be like the safer bet. You know what I mean? Um. Well, uh, you know, I haven't watched the anime, so I can't comment on that. I will just say that the mangaka herself, uh, definitely has a more of an interest in fleshing out the uh, the actual characters in her manga, and that's you know, as even though I I think Karikan suffers from a lot of the more traditional problems of a rom-com being like there's not really that much overhead uh once you hit the relationship part you're kind of just stalling for time unfortunately and i think she hits that part pretty fast um but i definitely out of the four i definitely think that is by far the most palatable uh, so that's like three out of four. Some. I, I'm actually. I'm. I'm glad you say that because that was uh, uh, definitely. I think my favorite out of that quiz list that I gave you last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it is the best out of those four by far. At, at the very least, I can say it is the least painful. Easily the <laughs> least painful read. That's my report. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I did uh, suffer for the, uh, at least seventy-five percent of my punishment. Uh, you should be congratulated for that. Good job. I feel uh, very proud yes. of myself. I finally yes. did it. Thank God. Number one in the class, baby. I, I really can't understate like how tiring the fucking misogynistic bullshit is. Because you know, I I I, I am a I am a good person. I I am a good feminist. I I am an ally. I I uh, I'm I'm good. I'm a good I'm a good guy. I'm one of the good ones. Uh, I uh, I am uh, a male feminist. Uh, yeah, so let's just uh, let's move on. I let's put us all let's put this all behind us, please. Let's talk about something fun like uh, like fucking video games, man. Because video a lot of video oh, games man. are anime, right? I mean, they basically are. Uh, I would say I would say yes. Uh, although you have to make a delineation about uh, what exactly makes a video game anime. Because I was thinking about it. We talked a little bit about it during the break. Uh, there are lots of video games that are anime. Uh, that does not mean that every video game that comes out of Japan is anime. No, of course though. not. But Kingdom Hearts, that's some fucking anime. I mean, anime. okay, and, and I put, I put that on here because I think Kingdom Hearts is the most anime video game. It is probably. I mean, I might agree with you there. Uh, f- despite not having its own anime, uh, it does have its own like visual novel, um, its own animated movies. It does have a manga, a manga adaptation. adaptation. Still doesn't have an, an anime proper, but it is, it is an anime. I would definitely not argue there. Okay, the the hinge of my argument is based entirely around the concept of um, what we call the Narusasukura. I think a more generalized term uh, would be the anime trio. This is the trinity. That, that people this would recognize. This is the anime... Yes, the anime trinity. The anime holy trinity. Uh, specifically, you have serious guy, goofy guy, girl. That's it. <laughs> yes, yes. These are the... Um, Let's say uh, Commedia dell'arte of anime. Yes, uh, you can you can slap a character design on any of these archetypes, and uh, you got a yeah, stupid. Naruto baby. is the the scapine of anime. Uh, is basically my argument here, <laughs> and you will find the Narusasukura is not always present, 
but it is immediately recognizable when you know what you're looking for and it is like a foundational aspect of anime what's that quote about mount fuji you know whether the artist uh, decides to include it or not uh, it's a statement because it's always present <laughs> in in the general sure, theme sure. Uh, i feel very much the same way about this uh, and and kingdom hearts is very much an entire series uh, a built around that concept from the ground up and b uh, it is like it is the quintessential passion project for a creator because it is just what tetsuya nomura likes in there uh, no matter if it's like coherent or good for the pace of the story <laughs> or design of the character or like aesthetically pleasing uh, it's all about what he wants and it shows and you know really uh, as players as fans we're just along for the ride that's what i've come to realize after playing through uh, just about all of the games in the last eight yeah, weeks or so. which is disgusting. I mean, I have I have played through a fair amount myself, unfortunately. I have played through one and two, and Chain of Memories, which I is probably the only one I actually uh, will admit to enjoying uh, now. Um, but uh, how many how many of these have you played? Which ones have you played now? Okay, so well, I got the PS4 collection. Uh, so me and my wife have been playing the uh, the games chronologically and how they appeared on there. So you got the first one, which is the 1.5 remix. Uh, you have the 2.5 remix. In between those, you have uh, Rechain of Memories. Uh, it kind of cops out for the DS game, which was 358 over two days, uh, and the phone game, which was like the block puzzle pusher one. Uh, all of those have incredibly like uh, critical story elements in them, by the way, enough to where they had to include, uh, like they strung together the cutscenes to basically make a makeshift movie yes, recap a, of a those CG games. CG movie that is plot relevant. Though we could make argument that there is actually Actually, nothing in Kingdom Hearts that is plot relevant because um, it's all just like a, a weird dream you're experiencing. <laughs> I mean, as a player, it definitely feels like a weird fever dream yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we played Birth by Sleep, which is I think that is the point. You know, if if Kingdom Hearts was a manga, that would be the point that the author no longer had to report to an editor. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Unchained. <laughs> and and now we are in the middle of replaying Kingdom Hearts 3. So I've I've been immersed. I see the patterns now. And it is all about that trinity. Because for those uh, unfamiliar, Kingdom Hearts is the Square Enix Disney mashup game that's really just a platform for Tetsuya Nomura of Final Fantasy uh, character who, design who is, fame. Who is himself uh, sort of like uh, an embodiment of anime. He he kind of he kind of yeah. sweats. He secretes anime. He's a very bizarre person. Uh, I'm sure it's almost if you're even playing, even if you dip your toe in this realm, you have been exposed to the radiation of Nomura. But he is kind of just an anime human being. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, his shadow looms over a lot of those mid two thousand uh, video game designs because his Final Fantasy seven designs from back in the nineties were so iconic. You know, he did seven, he did eight, he did ten. He was like the Final Fantasy guy during the big heyday for well, the three D games. Well, he put he 
put out his all this concept art and all this shit, and then suddenly everyone's wearing four or five belts just everywhere. Uh, dude loves, loves his belts. belts. I mean, that's uh, he, actually he, he goes through phases. Um, Kingdom Hearts One, his thing was all about zippers and pouches. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Big, you know, uh, big puffy pants with uh, cargo pockets on them on the sides with big zippers. Massive shoes. Yeah, massive shoes. Kingdom Hearts Two, that's when he really goes crazy on the belts because that's around the same time that he was really getting into the other Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, the main title ones. Right, right. And how 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 does that evolve? What happens? Uh, uh, when he hits the weirder newer ones because i really haven't even played those at all does he does he bring the does he bring the zippers back well so birth by sleep he was definitely going hard on on the belt still uh, mostly belts a lot of weird like singular armor pieces where you know like someone's just wearing like a single metal shoulder pad oh yeah yeah you know kind of like cloud yes uh, you know cloud's thing absolutely uh, he he brought that back but instead of just being like you know uh, a metal piece it's like a super ornate you know thing with gold filigree on it or something <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah a lot of you know f- floating floating lapels on jackets oh for sure stuff like that yeah. uh now in three i'm noticing that apparently at some point he got really into plaid and so he's trying to do like the uh the 2003 plaid punk avril lavigne look oh, no <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. So, you know, uh, Sora's costume now has all of these, uh, like, uh, red tartan uh, highlights, like, on the inside of his jacket and lapel. It's all red tartan. I hate that. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> also, shout out to Nomura's fake clothing brand that the loser kids from Twilight Town wear called Dog Street. Is that a reference to Goofy or what? No, it's actually a reference to another Square Enix game called um, The Bouncer. The Bouncer. Do you remember that? Yes, of course. That's so funny. Dog Street was the name of the bar that the bouncers worked at in The Bouncer. So bad. Oh, my God. Uh, also, uh, Tetsuya Nomura Designs. Yep. That's, uh, that was one of his. Yep, I remember. I remember now. It's all coming back. Oh, the nightmares. But basically, you know, from the top, from the top down, you have this concept of the, the character trinity. And it starts off in the first one. You have Sora, Riku, and Kairi. And they're, they're like your classic anime trio. Goofy, emo, girl. Yes. Uh, that's it. That's, that's the classic. Uh, the, I guess the twist is early on, they all get separated. And the main, the main driving force of the game is trying to reunite with, with your trio. With a sequential trio, because we also have Goofy... Uh, Donald and Mickey, who are also a yes. Narasasukura. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And they're also separated and trying to get back together. Yep. And so you have uh, Riku doing his own thing. He kind of turns evil in the first game. It's like a whole thing. <laughs> uh, Kyrie is the girl. And so she only shows up in the first and last cutscenes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doesn't have a lot to then, do. Uh, and then Sora hangs out with uh, Goofy and Donald while they're trying to to reunite everybody. And they're, you know, uh, basically a, a Abbott and Costello, a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern uh, type situation. A, a big guy, little guy. Yeah. A concept will return to many, many times, I'm sure. But they are big guy, little guy. I mean... 
Everybody loves a big guy, little yeah, guy. Big guy, little guy is foundational. Uh, and so you can you can see how their dynamics would interact and 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 wanting to get back to your original friends and a lot of the emotional focus is on like well. You know, do I really care about my friends that I'm trying to find, or am I fine with just settling for for new people? Right, right. Which uh, I honestly found to be a pretty compelling emotional angle for, again, a child's game for little babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so you move into Kingdom Hearts two, and I know there is yet another trio, right, with Roxas. Who is the Alucard uh, of Kingdom Hearts, by the way? <laughs> just so fucking yes, stupid. Yes. Um, well, we have to go several layers deep here. If we're starting canonically, we actually start with Birth by Sleep, which is the precursor to the whole series. Oh, no. And that introduces the trio of Terra, Ventus, and Aqua. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Who are the three original Keyblade Masters, uh, and they get uh, tricked by Leonard Nimoy, who's a horrible old man with a ball sack for a head. But what about in the game? <laughs> Who who does he? He plays old man Zehanort. Zehanort. Yeah. Oh my god. And and he wants to he wants to unlock Kingdom Hearts, which again, after playing roughly three hundred hours of these games, I still don't know what a Kingdom Hearts is. It's like Heaven's Gate, right? <laughs> That's a cult where people died. Show some respect. Uh, well, I mean, um... <laughs> if we're going by what is literally shown on the screen, Kingdom Hearts is a giant heart that appears in the sky and people kind of point at it and say, I want that. I want to get to there. But then I have a boss fight and the game ends. So it's heaven. I guess. They want to... Maybe. Yeah, that sounds like heaven's gate to me, man. <laughs> Anyway, old man Xehanort is trying to unlock the dark powers of the heart, uh, and he manipulates these three Keyblade bros into into fighting each other and blah, blah, blah. And so now we skip forward to Kingdom Hearts 2, where uh, we introduce Roxas, who is Sora's nobody, which uh, for those of you who don't know your Kingdom Hearts lore, like, come on, catch up. Uh, I don't need to explain every single yeah, thing to you. It's pretty self-evident. I mean, he's he's Sora's nobody, okay? Like, uh, if yes. You, come on. Come on, people. Not to be confused with Sora's yeah, heartless. Do you really though. need to? He's obviously not a heartless. He's a nobody. Do we really need to explain everything about this? And so this is the explanation as to why Roxas looks exactly like Ventus. Sure. Big, uh, big yeah. surprise. And he skateboards. Was that something he <laughs> also got from Ventus? Uh, no, he has a jet ski that he can ride in space. Ventus has a jet ski, and he gets downgraded to a skateboard. Yes. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I mean, that's just life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess so. When you turn into a nobody, you lose your jet ski. Uh, so anyway, at this point, we introduce a third anime trio, and that is Roxas and Axel, who is a member of Organization 13, <laughs> a collection of evil, no, evil, super powerful yeah, nobodies. who all wear black hoodies. And, yes, who all wear black uh, trench coats yeah. with hoodies. You know, they had to get rid of the original organization name, which was Trench Coat Mafia. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's the kid uh, wearing the organization coat with the Naruto headband carrying the bleach sword. Uh, that is, I mean, that's who I uh, totally imagine when I think of myself. I mean, other anime fans yes, in high yes, school. Yes, of course. Uh, constantly bringing weapons to school. I mean, this is yeah. America. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a cultural tradition. Uh, anyway, uh, and so we have Roxas, Axel, and um, Shion. Yeah, sure. Yes, who is a, a girl clone of Sora, it revealed at the end of 358 over Dope. two days, if I remember Dope. correctly. So many Soras running around. Yes. And I think those are the three main uh, anime trios that they kind of focus around but everything in the kingdom hearts cosmology kind of revolves around connecting those those groups of of people and it's totally straightforward totally easy to follow and uh i think that it is a narrative powerhouse yeah, yeah. now i have to say um what's interesting about the f- the fourth narasasukura being goofy donald and, and mickey is that um oh yes I guess Donald is the girl? Uh, no, no. Um, I would say... You think Mickey is the girl? I th- I think Goofy's the girl. I think Mickey's the Goofy. And I think Donald's the 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 serious no, one. No, no, it can't be, because the serious one is usually the one who abandons the other two for their dark destiny, which is Mickey. He he abandons the other two for his dark destiny. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't abandon them for his dark destiny. He abandons them to do his kingly duty. Okay, well, I think a difference. you know, uh, the, the, the archetype is usually the one who abandons the other two, which leaves us with a goofy... And he doesn't abandon them. He sends them on a mission. Okay, okay. Well, we're getting into the weeds here. I still, I would still argue that clearly we have a goofy as a goof. We have uh, Mickey as our shonen emo. Okay. And Donald has, I mean, just by, you know, elimination, we have Donald as our girl. Donald is also the fussy mother hen. So I, I really think it's hard <laughs> to argue with that. I, if we can pull out for just a minute here, and I just want to talk about how funny the fact that uh, Goofy, or not Goofy, Mickey gets one of those organization like leather hoodie trench coats and when he puts up the hood he has the fucking like Mickey ears that, you know, always remain in a fixed perspective. Icon. Like on yeah, on top of the uh, on top of like the super emo yeah. trench coat and he even does the thing where he pulls it up and it's like obscuring his his eyes and he looks all dark and serious but he has these fucking Mickey ears on top I love that. Oh, iconic absolutely iconic, uh, which just further proves my point that He's the emo badass of the Narasasukura that is Goofy, Donald, and Mickey. Okay, all right. I, yeah, I can see yeah. that. I mean, he's the only one that has a sword, for God's sake. Come on. Also, also again, um, there are no rules on, on who gets a Keyblade, apparently. So Mickey has his own Keyblade that he didn't get from anybody. Like, he shows up, and Tara is like, wow, it's really weird that you have a Keyblade, because I thought we were the only ones that did. And Mickey is just like, oh, yeah, uh, the Merlin was training me to be a Keyblade Master. You don't know him. Uh, yeah, M- Mickey is Mickey is God. I mean, he is he is the central figure uh, that rules the universe. You know, uh, in in I mean, in real life, I assume also in Kingdom Hearts. Well, you know, if we're going by the rules in Kingdom Hearts two, where you there's a level where you go to like the steamboat uh, Mickey. 
like cartoon 1930s world yeah, his his origin story yes and it establishes that he found uh the cornerstone which is the locus of all disney magic yes uh and he he basically built up his empire using uh what amounts to the one ring basically <laughs> mickey is canonically the ultimate he's the sauron of disney yeah. of of at least of his own he's disney sauron level. but like much more successful than Sauron because he is the the iron-fisted despotic ruler of all Disneydom. Uh, anyway, that is uh, that is what I've been immersing myself with. That is the anime that I've been playing. This is the thing that's been drilling holes through your brain. Well, you see, uh, I am about to take a pilgrimage back to the Holy Land, and I need to bone up on all of my Kingdom Hearts uh, trivia for my trip to the Akihabara Square Enix store. Uh, where I will be arrested. That is, uh, that's part of the plan. Just stuffing Roxas dolls down your pants. <laughs> uh, sir, please stop hitting people with the Keyblade. Uh, but why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll go real quick through some anime oh, lists. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't deal with a single second more Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. Alright guys, last time I said some uh, pretty pretty harsh stuff about uh, the tastes of my my fellow uh, anime compatriots. I mean, we're not uh, mincing any hairs here. The the taste of most anime fans is trash. We're not oh, we're not gonna baby. I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to backstep. I don't want to mince uh, any hairs, as you say. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, but I felt like let's not sugarcoat. Yeah. I, I. But I felt like you know I was a little bit harsh. So I thought you know we need to um, let's uh, let's immerse ourselves in 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 the thoughts of our our fellow animators, our uh, anime divers, our anime knots. So, in the pursuit of the light of knowledge, we decided uh, we should uh, indulge our, our fellow animators and give their opinions a, a little bit of space to breathe on the show. So we decided to both pull up uh, a random top 10 list, and we're not going to name any names, we don't put anybody on blast here, but we both chose a random top 10 list of anime. Uh, and we just wanted to go over it and just, you know, uh, indulge in some, uh, you know, some healthy conversation with the community. Um, so what we're going to do here, we're going to go back and forth. We're going to look at uh, an entry in both of our lists. We're going to start off with my number 10 and kind of discuss an overall rating for each list based on these entries and what we think about each individual entry. So I'm going to start with our number 10, and then we're going to move into Nate's number 10 and just have ourselves an, a nice little discussion and then uh, give us a, a 0 out of 10 uh, rating. Uh, we're going to review some anime review lists. I think this was healthy and productive. <laughs> uh, so I've, I'm using yeah. my degree. <laughs> yes. It's about time you did some research. Uh so I've got a list, and uh, my list is a little offbeat, and let's let's just get into it. Uh, so, number ten on my list, uh, 
Number 10 on my list is ReZero, <laughs> starting life in another world. Oh, no. I cannot believe it, but we did <laughs> briefly mention this show and our hatred of it right at the top. Somehow, this takes a number 10 slot on best anime. I, I cannot. I mean, for me, that whiffs it right out the, right I out know, the gate. I cannot disagree with this list war already. This is such a bad choice. <laughs> uh, ReZero has uh, a premise that sanely wasted on on a horrible horrible isekai you know the death restart like i said at the top of the show is something that i i find intriguing i'm not i don't hate it at all uh there's something inherently video game about it that may you know is is maybe uh handled poorly in a lot of scenarios but uh i can't think of a, a scenario that handles it more poorly than this truly terrible terrible isekai ReZero as number 10? Absolutely not. ReZero doesn't make number 100. It doesn't make number 1,000. ReZero, yeah, no, uh, you are repugnant. Don't don't put that on don't put that on your top 10 people. Uh, and I'm saying this as somebody who actually watched like all of season one. Oh, gross, uh, dude! I watched all of episode one. And I had to take a shower. <laughs> you had to dip so hard. I I watched all of season one, uh, unfortunately thinking like maybe this takes a turn, you know, because it is really popular. You know, I'll give it to the author here. This is an extraordinarily popular anime. I, I kind of get maybe why you felt like you had to put it in here. But come on, man. This show sucks shit. My score of number 10, that's a, a fucking I'm going to give it straight up a negative one. That's that's a negative one score on number ten slot. Fuck you, ReZero. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Ouch. All right, man. Let's hear what you got. You've got number ten. Lay it on us. Okay, so I'm actually I'm taking it in a bit of a different uh, direction here. The list that I randomly chose ended up being a top twenty-five list. Oh no. So I am going to review entries twenty-five through sixteen of their of their top 25 list instead of the top 10 okay moving from the bottom up okay i guess gotcha. uh and and with that in mind at their 25 they have haiku which you may or may not be familiar but that is the sports anime maybe a manga i'm not entirely sure but it is the production ig sports anime about yes, volleyball I, of course i am familiar the sweaty boys the sweaty boys anime yes dem sweaty the boys sexy swimming boys but the sexy volleyball sweaty boys yes yes uh yeah. beloved which uh you know uh i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to them props for finally uh turning that that objectification lens on on the boys out there yeah the thing is though uh from what i, I have seen a couple clips and and stuff uh and they do not wear the bikinis no it's not beach volleyball so unfortunately regulation does not require yeah. them to see wear i the would thongs. take a couple points off just for that to be honest uh, but it is, uh, I was not expecting that choice to get on a top 25 list. So, uh, that does garner respect from me. I do like the unexpected. Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm actually going to give that, uh, a plus one, a plus one for putting that in number all 25. Right, all right. All right. Uh, it's hard to argue with that. You know, I, again, I haven't watched Haikyuu, but I've heard many, many good things. Uh, people really like that one. 
you know, I watched some, uh, I've seen some clips of the various animations of the complex volleyball plays, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, they animated, they animated, they animated that stuff, and it looks pretty dang good. the fuck out of that one. Uh, you know, if I, for, fortunately, yeah. I don't think either of us is much of a sports anime kind of person, but, uh. Uh, I was not a sports person in real life, why would I be a sports <laughs> yeah. person in yeah, anime? I, mean, I kind of was more than you, but still, i did not really interested in that stuff. So, uh, inoffensive, but, uh, not particularly interesting sure all right uh what's your number nine right on my list uh they have listed number nine is death note now this is not a particularly uh controversial choice death note makes its appearance on a lot of anime lists um and you know i would actually i don't like death note like in general so wow uh, that's a no for wow. me dog. See, this is our big disagreement then because i happen to like death note quite a lot uh, i do think yeah just a bunch of dudes jerking <laughs> each other off well hey um what people don't like about death note i feel is actually much more true about platinum end uh which is a show that kind of uh, uh descends into mental jerk offery like very quickly uh for my tastes i didn't even finish platinum end because uh, it kind of got annoying to me. But I find Death Note to be really interesting. I like Death Note a lot. I think uh, even though it really drops off in like the second half, uh, you know, uh, everything in the first part is really suspenseful uh, and uh, like fun to follow around. Uh, I would say, you know, in my personal list, obviously, uh, I don't think Death Note would make the top 10, but I don't necessarily disagree with it. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say number nine is death note. Uh, that's worth a point. Sure. All right. All right. You give it a point. All right. Uh, my number nine, uh, which again is actually this list number 24. Uh, they have Trigun. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. And at first, like my gut reaction was like, oh, you know, I love Trigun. Of course, that's going to get a point for me. Uh, but then I had to think about it. And it's actually saying Trigun is number 24 of best anime of all time. And like maybe Trigun belongs on a best 90s anime list. Maybe Trigun belongs on a best sci-fi or Western anime sure. list. Uh, I don't think it garners 24 on best anime of all time list. Not an all time anime. So, not an all time anime. And I love Trigun. I yeah, really I would say do. This is, this is a controversial opinion because some people really love Trigun. I mean, Trigun has survived the ravages of time, even though I have. Uh, you know, to some people's uh, chagrin, uh, lamented that its animation doesn't necessarily hold up to a child's uh, imagination and nostalgia of it. Well, that's exactly, you know, my reasoning, because whoever made this list is banking real hard on those early Adult yeah, Swim days, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and and as we go through that, you'll see a lot of that on here, uh, both early and current yeah. Adult Swim. So, n yes, Trigun means a lot to me. Yes, it was very popular arguably a bigger success uh, to american teens than it ever was uh, during its run in japan well you know got a got a movie uh got a got a reboot uh, even got some anthology manga yeah, i don't want to talk about that <laughs> we don't have to talk about that i would say yeah it's kind of a victim here because it's both too high and too low it's like it's a very awkward spot yeah. to put dragon if this was a more specific list it would be too low and uh on this generic of a list it is far oh. too high so that's actually a minus right, one minus me. one on that okay now here we go now we're really getting into it because my number eight uh is the uh 
uh, much discussed. Naruto, number eight is Naruto. Now this <laughs> kind of suffers from a very similar thing uh, uh, from what we were just talking about. I mean, Naruto is definitely one of the anime of all time. It is one of the most anime of all time. I will give it that for sure. Uh, I love that this uh, review mentions Ninja Hermione, calls Sakura uh, Ninja Hermione right off the bat, which is great because uh, Harry Potter does feature a very iconic uh, Naruto Sakura. I mean, the author is 100% correct there. Well, it's where the name comes from. (laughs) Well, yeah, from Harry Potter. You're right. (laughs) Naruto, unfortunately, I have to say, even though, again, it's like one of those things where if we are talking about the most anime of Naruto, of course, would be eight, Uh, maybe even higher. But on a best of list, I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, no, it's definitely goes on a most anime Definitely on a most. I don't know if it goes on a best anime I just have to say, like, look, and I'm even more sympathetic uh, than I... I feel like I should be to Naruto, but like even fans of Naruto understand that like the first part before you get to Shippuden fucking sucks. Like a very huge I amount mean, of Naruto let's, sucks. Let's be honest. Uh, the fact that you've read Naruto means that you've given it a lot. Of I have grace. given it a lot of time. I've given it a lot of attention. I've thought about Naruto more than any person should. And it's simply not an eight on a best of list. I mean, come on, man. Let's 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 be real here. We really need to we need to move past our childhood eyes. We need to put aside the nostalgia for our our childhood days. Wake up. Wake up, people. Naruto is not good. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the next evolution in in the fandom, right? People have to realize that wait, Naruto's not good. I don't know if we'll ever reach that point in my lifetime, but I'm I'm hoping even if I can make just a little bit of a dent, uh, that 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 uh, it would be worth it for me to do this entire show. Uh, I would say it's not worth a negative <laughs> one for Naruto because I do understand where you're coming from there, but that's a big zero I, episode. I mean, number eight. Fuck off. All right, me? You. Okay, Uh, so number 23, uh, stand in for number uh, eight. They actually have Dragon Ball Z, which... um, Wow. I think that I I have no problems with, uh, both as a number 23 or as as a number eight. Um, I think that is incredibly fitting if we're talking about uh, enjoyment to quality ratio. You know, ratio. we did just talk about how we need to drop, we need to remove the uh, scales of nostalgia from our eyes and see clearly. I do have a lot of nostalgia for Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Uh, definitely the, the Namek arc. That's a, That was a big Absolutely. one for me. That was on Fox Kids, you know, when I was like 11, sure, 12. Sure. So uh, obviously, obviously it holds a big a big place in my heart. That, uh, that theme song riff was one of the first things I learned out of play when I was learning guitar. Um... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Dragon Ball Z kind of uh, uh, (laughs) occupies the space that Naruto wants to occupy in that it is a nostalgia pick, but it also is such a foundational shonen. Yeah, it is the, I was about to say, it is the uh, platonic ideal of a shonen. Yeah, it occupies a truly, like like I said about Karikano being the seedbed of a modern uh, rom-com, Dragon Ball Z is obviously the undisputed seedbed of modern shonen. So yeah, as a number eight uh, plus one, don't uh, you know? Uh, don't say your your sights too high though. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not ambitious. You know, keeping uh, keep it humble. It's a Toriyama. solid pick, but not an ambitious pick. That's that's my final say. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with okay, that. Okay, so number seven on my list is uh, now. This is a little. This is a little unfortunate, but my number seven is uh, Rabroni Kenshin. Uh, yeah, oh, which okay. is uh, not not a pick you see too much these days, probably because of that whole uh, author being a pedophile thing. Um, <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have to get into that. Oda, man, shut your fucking face when it comes to that shit. You're really embarrassing us. Oh, no. Yeah, the author of Rabroni Kenshin uh, is a pedophile. Um <laughs> Uh, really tarnishes this choice i I wish i could uh talk about roni kenshin objectively because it is another one where you know i I did have a lot of fun with it um when i was a kid and i did when eventually when we get to the live action anime adaptations we're going to talk about roni kenshin again uh because those movies are kind of fun uh, definitely not the worst of the live-action adaptations, but I just feel like there's something weirdly missing from the core of Roroni Kenshin that turns me off about the project. I feel like it does not really belong on a top 10 list, uh, and I, I, something that I don't, uh, even though I, I feel weird saying it, I don't really like. I think this is a whiff. I think this is a big whiff. I'm not going to say this is a detractor, but I think this is a definitely a zero. Uh, Rurouni Kenshin, I'm sorry, but uh, with the pedophile thing and the, the everything else, I just, I can't see it. I cannot see it. Oh man, that's a, that's a, that's a hard one for me. I thought that's you That's definitely knew. hit me in the, no, oh, I didn't know. That, uh, that's hit me in the yeah, nostalgia. Go read the story, man. You're going to have to read that story. Damn. Yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, you know, uh, another one down yeah, the drain. Yeah. I got some stuff I got to yep. go burn now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I have a friend. Um, are you are you familiar with uh, the Trailer Park Boys? Am I familiar with Trailer Park Boys? Yes, I am familiar with Trailer Park yeah. Boys. It, well, you know, uh, Mike Smith, um, he ended up being uh, a, a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> wow. And, and uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I was with a friend of mine, and I told him that, who hadn't heard about it, and he had uh, a Bubbles patch on his jacket, and he immediately whipped out a knife and cut it <laughs> off. I'm like, damn, dude, dedication. Wow, wow. Really going hard. <laughs> you didn't even verify the shit. I, you didn't even verify that shit when I told Bro, you. Bro, I could have been lying man what <laughs> uh damn that's 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 hard you know <laughs> uh okay uh my number seven can i actually can i skip and combine my seven and six because i i i hate them both for more or less the same reason uh, i i'm not gonna play referee for you if you feel that's necessary then do it yeah, uh, you know, just for the sake of, uh, of brevity, <laughs> this, the 7 and 6 on here, it has listed as uh, My Hero Academia and Made in Abyss. And it's like, first of all, come on, best anime of all time. Neither of these belong anywhere near this list. And and the reason I hate both of these is mostly for the pervy shit. They're kids. They're 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 in school. They're little kids. I don't I don't need that. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. And and it shouldn't it shouldn't uh, be on your list. Made in Abyss. They are actually legitimately little kids. In in 
but my hero academia they are just the standard anime type kids well they're middle schoolers dude uh, yeah but they're middle schoolers in the way like anime kids are middle schoolers like they're also like <laughs> cops <laughs> which i know doesn't do them well also fuck them yeah, because fuck they're them cops because they're cops i feel like that's more of an angle i will say uh, uh so far on my list i have watched all of these things I don't think you've watched either of those things. Not to put you on blast, but no, no, I have. Uh, I've actually st- stayed clear of yeah, both of yeah. these things. I don't know. I just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Well, uh, though that's uh, that's a minus two right, for me. All right, hard to argue with that. Uh, you know, I dropped off my Hero Academia pretty hard. Uh, when it uh, turns out that the kid with no powers not only has powers, he has morp. He, he has, has all more the powers. powers than anyone ever, which just <laughs> come on, guys. I mean, it's you know, it's uh, it's the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Okay. He's the he's the destined one. He really is. You know, he's the he's the poor little orphan child that uh, that some fucking uh, bougie uh, elite takes well, pity on and gives him, elevates him to a new. I mean, to kind new of. Level. Yeah, he he puts his little shiny badge on this kid and puts his big old cowboy hat on him and says, "You're the cop now." I also I really <laughs> want to say like, guys. They're just doing a really shitty version of what they did in Avatar. Like, I'm sorry that that's what that's what they're doing. And you know, I'm not a huge Avatar fan, but it was better in Avatar. Like, come on, come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, uh, you are a huge James Cameron Love fan. Love James Cameron. Uh, he should have done the live action Avatar. It would have been so good. Oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, oh god okay oh man i'm gonna be thinking about that tonight you just summoned a, a, a million dead deviantart <laughs> accounts uh okay so number six on my list now i i'm conflicted here because this is really cheating so far we've just been doing series um but this person has dropped as number six ghost in the shell the original movie uh yeah, no, that tracks for me. It feels like cheating, because, like, obviously, and this is hard to rank, because, like, I kind of want to give this a zero, because Ghost in the Shell, I mean, if I am treating this as a legitimate entry on this list, deserves to be, like, I don't know, number three, Well, maybe? Yeah, you know, it uh, it falls into that category of real movie, uh, not like, trash. Yeah, like, f- you know, full-on uh, good. It, it doesn't deserve to be lumped in with the term anime. It's like an actual piece of of real media that someone put thought and effort <laughs> and, like, a lot it's of passion just, into. It's very hard to be like, oh, I'm just going to drop Ghost in the Shell after what? Rurouni Kenshin, Naruto, Death Note, and, and ReZero. Then you're going to just drop a fucking bomb into the middle of this list? I kind of, I mean, my my impulse is to reward somebody for saying Ghost in the Shell because obviously it's a classic and it deserves to be on any top 10 list, I think. But, like, uh, this feels like weird use of it. I have to say, because we are reviewing... Well, it's like, uh, and, and you know, we may, uh, I may be putting my foot in my mouth here, but it's like putting Acura on the list, right? Uh, that... That's not an anime. <laughs> well, hey, movie. hey, we haven't finished the list yet. Well, who knows? That's what, well. Yeah. That's what I said. I I, I maybe uh, I maybe yeah, bite my don't, tongue. Don't, don't presuppose. I I think because here's my rationale. Because we are reviewing the list and not the list entries. This is a big fucking zero. Like this comes out of nowhere. This is bad. Like 
if you're gonna put ghost in the shell on the list we got to take the whole thing much more seriously uh so that's a whiff that's a whiff yeah. for me dog uh okay my number five uh in the same vein like you know, now I know that this is a fucking meme list now because their number five or number 20, uh, since I'm counting from the bottom, is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, oh, yeah. parentheses, entire series. Uh, that feels like cheating, too, because like, that's a lot of anime. Well, uh, first of all, uh, JoJo is incredibly popular we're both fans you know you've read it uh i've i've watched most of the anime at this point i'm still catching Love up JoJo. on stone ocean but i have i have to recognize that the anime is not the manga and the manga is the real impressive one you know the anime is goes through cycles of varying quality in terms of adaptation sure. i think that the uh first two seasons you know, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. Probably a rough start for the series overall. It found a pretty good footing with its style in Stardust Crusaders. And then Diamond is Unbreakable, I think, was the best looking one by far. I'm, like, iffy on... Well, Golden Wind was pretty good. I'm iffy so far on the quality of Stone Ocean. Uh, but if they're saying that this belongs on a best anime list of all time, uh, I got to go with, with a no. That, uh, that's manga, a no manga, absolutely. Um, but as an anime adaptation of that manga, okay, that's okay, a no. interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, I happen to like yeah. both. I think they're both great. But uh, but I, I I see where you. I mean, I yeah. love the anime. Like I said, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but even I have to give props to Araki because some of those panels that I've seen, like that's that's some real good shit. Oh, he's a virtuoso. Uh, and it does it does not get that good at any point in the anime it is hard to replicate that in motion for sure for sure i i, I feel you i feel you mm -hmm. so uh despite my love for jojo that's a no-no okay. okay all right now we're really getting into it so my number five and this is you know a, a sort of a sleeper controversial hit if you're not like more a little bit deeper into the anime shit uh my number five is stein's gate i'm sorry stein's semicolon gate uh <laughs> i hate everything about that title i hate everything about that show <laughs> even though i don't know anything about um, it i happen to like stein's gate this is something uh like we'd mentioned briefly earlier this is actually a visual novel turned into an anime which i think kind of uh it taints it a little bit because it has the flow of a visual novel every once in a while. Um, but this is also, and again, this is like a, Oh, you mean that uh, totally natural flow of two people just kind of going back and forth with single yes, lines of dialogue. Yes. I think in terms of uh, adaptations, it is a pretty good one. It does a good job, but I think a lot of it happens to be uh, kind of, uh, a latent uh, fascination with the you know a, a big cast of anime girls I, I think that happens to be uh, what a lot of people like about it unfortunately man I hate anime girls I wish they would stop God, putting them in suck. shows I hate anime girls uh, can't stand them that's why I love grappler uh, Baki Baki is a golden uh, shining beacon uh, in a sea of depraved anime girls <laughs> 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 oh no oh no 
I, I, this is harder for me because I, I definitely uh, Steins Gate obviously does not belong in a top ten list for me. So that's I mean this is a zero again. Like we're really whiffing here. But I do like Steins Gate. I want to make that clear. Like I, this is not a Steins Gate hate. I think Steins Gate is fine. I don't even like time travel, but I do like Steins Gate. It's okay. It's fine. All right. Resounding yeah, that's endorsement. A zero for me, dog. <laughs> Okay, my number four uh, is, well, 19, is Naruto Shippuden. Oh, man. Skipping straight to the uh, teenager. Better choice, better choice, uh, to be honest. A safer choice, for sure. You see, that's funny. That is exactly when I dropped out of Naruto as a teen, when I was reading the uh, chapter releases in high school. They did uh, the they did the time skip to Shippuden. And I'm like, man, uh, I-, I see where this is going, <laughs> and that answer is nowhere. Uh, you I'm know, it's out. funny that I've heard that from like other people too, like a lot of people, uh, which is really bizarre to me because, uh, yeah, it's like uh, that's very, very early on in the run of Naruto. <laughs> well, we were all. I mean, I think in the end we were all surprised on how long Naruto yes. ended up running. Well, but then again, you know, Bleach is still going. It's like awful, awful. Well, I don't know. Is the is the manga? I think the manga's ended now, and they're more. They're just waiting to catch up with the anime. So, uh, yeah, all of the big three shown in anime, they have some pretty major Simpsons, zombie Simpsons vibes oh, going on yeah, at this point. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't want to show my hand too hard at, at this point, but like. Yeah, I cannot stand Bleach. Uh, death to Bleach, sorry. So, uh, I never read or watched Shippuden, so that's it's a no, no for me. You. Uh, because this list is no longer appealing directly to my own personal oh, taste. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Now, this is an interesting one. Um, number four on my list is Full Metal Alchemist. Now, it doesn't specify Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which uh, everybody agrees is obviously the better version of this. Well, I would I would say that it's definitely the completed version of it because the original series kind of uh, uh, ran out of material to adapt and then inserted a weird ending where Hitler showed up. <laughs> I have heard of this. I did not watch that. Yes, uh, I watched Brotherhood. Uh, I do not like when Hitler shows up in anime. I think uh, cuts a little too close to home. Uh, <laughs> becomes real awkward at the party. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's not great. Uh, they literally uh, well, so it is in the movie sequel to the original yeah. series and uh, the premise is uh, after the climax of the series, Ed has found himself transported to our very real world uh, 1930s Germany naturally, naturally. without his alchemy oh. powers um, and he gets involved in a political plot to stop the beer hall push <laughs> I'm not making this up he gets Hitler arrested at the end of the movie wow cool thanks so if they're talking about that full metal alchemist then no uh, that is oh a wrong boy. choice well I think yeah I mean uh, they I think they if they're talking about Brotherhood, which is just the adaptation of the manga, then yeah, I sure, I see that. they tried to combine them here. Uh, either way, uh, you know, as again, this is sort of like a couple of the other ones I talked about. It's just turned into a real hate fest, I'm sure. But like, Full Metal Alchemist is fine. I, I liked it. Uh, you know what? I, I if, as far as Brotherhood goes, I think uh, there's some there's some good stuff. And uh, like I mentioned, I think a little while back, I'm reading uh, the author's new manga, and I like that too quite a lot. But I just do not have a place on uh, in my heart for 
Full Metal Alchemist on a on a top ten list, and compared to some of the other people's top ten list too, this sitting at four is a little awkward as well. So I'm gonna have to say yet again, we are we are whiffing it. That is a zero for me, dog. No, no, I disagree with you. I think that uh, you fundamentally lack joy in your heart. <laughs> if if that's your it's take, it's just not. It's not stunning. You know, it's it doesn't have that spark. Uh, they even have that dope uh, Larsenel song uh, in the intro. Come on, that's got to count for something. I think I've said it before to you, maybe not on the podcast, but like if the entire show was done in the uh, style of the the end credits animation style, it probably would belong on my top ten. But it isn't, and it's just uh, just not. It doesn't have the spark. I'm sorry. All right. Well, that is too bad. Uh, that was your number four? Yes. My number four, uh, which is actually number 18, counting up from 25, Death Note. There it is again, baby. Now, yeah, there it is again, uh, and I'll say it again. Not my thing, just a bunch of jerk-offs jerking <laughs> each other off to see who can be the oh, biggest jerk-off. I, I totally disagree, but I understand. I understand the sentiment. I totally disagree, though. Uh, also, uh, L is a stupid name. Light has it's dumb hair. It's not his name. Uh, also, Light it's is a dumb name. It's not his name. It's, a f- it's obviously... I don't care what his name is. Alias. Hey, Light really cared what his name is, so uh, <laughs> just say it. Uh, I think that the best thing that series has ever done was getting Willem Dafoe involved in some capacity. At least someone with talent touched it. Sure, sure. It's hard to argue with that. So that's uh, another no for me. Uh, so far, this list is absolute yeah, trash. We are, doing, we are doing some bad numbers. Okay, so number three for me, uh, and now we're kind of moving into a little better space, uh, is Samurai Champloo. Now, now we're talking, okay? Uh, okay. Now, you know, that one's a hard for me because, you know, I, I agree it belongs on some list. <laughs> Uh, probably even a best yes. of list. Is it number three? It's definitely got some good looking episodes. It's got some good uh, sound and music. You know, it's got that new Jabez track. Yes, in the opening. there's some dope music. Um, it's got some great animation. It obviously has a very good uh, pedigree. And it's it's pretty fun. Uh, another one with a Narasasukura. Shouldn't even have to say it, but uh, there is a Narasasukura present here. But uh, I still think it's nice, and I'm feeling a little bit like this has turned out to be kind of tragic for my man at uh, uh, Redacted here. Um, and I'm willing to say, like, Samurai Champloo is hard to say no to. Uh, so uh, while I don't think it belongs anywhere near a three on anything I would list, uh, I- I'm going to give him a one because it-, it is good. It's I mean, it's a good series. So... Uh... Okay, I, I'll give it that. Um, I mean, again, I love it. Controversial pick on a on a number three for me. It, yeah, but I'll leave it you that. know, it's a strange choice, uh, but it's not offensive, uh, which I guess is uh, my the metric I'm working on at this point in the list. Uh, uh, well, you know, it's better than my number seventeen here, who the author of this list uh, has just uh, gone full mask off outed themselves and included attack on titan oh boy uh, literal right. fascist propaganda right, here we go so yeah uh what i was saying about death note a bunch of jerk offs jerking each other off uh this is this is one big jerk off jerking himself <laughs> off with, with stupid thigh jetpack uh oh, blade yeah. things well yeah we're gonna get to that 
I don't like it. I don't like the implication of the whole, like, uh, oh, I, I have to restart humanity. Like, all humans are bad, so I'm just going to genocide the yes. world and, and, and restart it all because that's my responsibility as the protagonist. So, uh, f fuck the author, fuck the character, uh, fuck this list. <laughs> Attack on Titan is uh, literally the only wrong choice. Now, <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, interesting. Uh, so, now I, I'm in a bit of a strange position now. Um, uh, totally losing cred here, I guess, but my number two is Darker Than Black, which is, uh, yeah, the hmm. first thing on this list I have not watched. I do not know basically anything about Darker Than Black. Well, I've actually, I've, I've brought that up a couple times. I've suggested yes, you watch I know. it. Uh, you haven't I yet, have apparently. Not. Maybe I will. I I think you should. Uh, I don't think you like it. It, <laughs> do, it does very much the whole, um, you know, the main character is like the super logical, emotionless, psychopath type, you know, a charismatic Patrick Bateman on his, as his inner self. And so he does, you know, he's uh, a world-class assassin masquerading as a high school right, student. Right, And so uh, he does the whole thing, like everything, everything people do is because I've manipulated it that way. Great, great. So like Death Note, but more shown it. Uh, yes, uh, because he's actually a, just like a massive tool, even more so than Light. Oh, boy. This In this review, I will say, he says, uh, of, of our main character, Hay. As he becomes more powerful, he also becomes more ruthless, but never truly loses his caring nature. Uh, would you agree with that? Well, okay, so the 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 stupid cop-out reveal that they do either at the end of the season or midway through is that he's actually just super, super pretending really, really hard to not have emotions, and actually he does care. Oh my god. So he's just being an edgelord <laughs> for the fun of it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. I love that even more. Well, so, this, okay, so the setting is that you know, a meteor crashed on Earth and gave a bunch of people weird powers. But all the people that got weird powers also lost right, their humanity. I'm seeing that here. And so they're like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out he's super duper special because he's just pretending to be an edgelord and he actually still Great. has emotions, even though he has superpowers. Gee, I, I think I've already watched this series uh, seven or eight times already. Crazy. Yeah, that's uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound biased here, especially because I haven't watched it. But that's also gonna have to be a zero. I mean, from the premise alone, unfortunately. Sorry, darker than black. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, assassins Sorry. are, you know, there's a thing people say when you are in script writing class. Yes, I've taken script writing classes. That um, don't brag. Writing about a hitman or an assassin is basically what the most creatively bankrupt students always reach for for their first scripts. And so it is pretty much uh, almost a guaranteed flop every time. 
uh, you know, I would say uh, it is uh, a little telling that um, these this is kind of the first two uh, Tarantino <laughs> movies that hit. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I was about to say, uh, so uh, you agree that Luc Besson's a bit I of a hack fraud. I would say Luc Besson uh, is, uh, you know, uh, people have had a lot of uh, time to reevaluate his, his oeuvre. But I'm just saying that's just something, you know, make of it what you will. It's just something they say in script writing. Anyway, that is that is a big zero. Sorry, darker than black. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number sixteen, counting up. Actually, it makes me take back some of the harsher things I said about the author of this list because they put uh, Orin High School Host Club on here, and so that really tips me off that they probably got bullied quite a bit <laughs> when they were younger. Hey, you know that's a very popular series to the point where it also has a live action adaptation. Uh, I don't actually know what it's about. Is it just about a bunch of twinks doing twink stuff at yes, a high school? Yes, I mean it's about their their host host boys. You know, like at a host club. Uh, yeah. And they, yeah, they're little, they're little hotties, and uh, like uh, their job is to be little hotties. And a girl falls in love with all the 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 entire menagerie of hotties. I mean, that's. Uh, oh wait, there's a girl involved. They, I thought they were falling in love with each other. Uh, I I believe uh, they're fall. The girl is falling in love with them. I can't say who they're falling in love with because I also do not have a particular familiarity with it. Um, but uh, but that, <laughs> yes, there is a girl involved in Oran High School Club, uh, host club. Uh, yeah. See, I would have I, I know nothing about it, so I only know uh, as much as I can tell from any promotional material or screenshot of the series, which never once has featured a female uh, character in it. Uh, yeah, you know, I it's. I, I guess I should like hedge my bets, and because uh, again, I have not. We're not saying it's not. I'm gay. not saying it's not all boys, boy on boy. Uh, I just saying what I what I imagine it is. Uh, what I think it is based on stuff that I have uh, heard about it secondhand. <laughs> That's uh, I really am, uh, just slightly less in the dark than you are. <laughs> So uh, anyway, because I want to, I want to be uh, a good ally. Uh, I'm going to give that a plus. All one. right, all right, might as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we're really getting into the end of it here, because I have reached number one, and wouldn't you know it? It's Attack on Titan. Oh no! Oh no! Attack on Titan? Are you fucking kidding me? Now I, I, uh, you know, there's a lot to say about Attack on Titan. Supposedly, there are good things to say about it. I don't know any of them because I can't make it past the first episode. I'm sorry, people. The little leg things suck. Dude, they are so goofy and lame. I don't know how people got into this show. I I'm sure there's really great things that happen in it at some point. Obviously, people are getting hooked onto these characters. Uh, people are losing their minds over this shit. But it is so fucking goofy, dog. Like, they look lame. Their entire fighting shit in a shonen show like that, in a shonen horror, looks lame. They're goofy-ass fucking grappling hook, thigh grappling hooks. Why didn't you just give them grappling hooks? What what were you thinking? This shit sucks, dog. Uh, I've got to give that a negative <laughs> one because the goofy fucking thigh grappling hooks. 
fuck off with that shit. Oh, oh and man. all the all the weird fascist undertones and and some of the shit that the author has tweeted. Uh, uh, also that, but mostly the thigh thing. Yeah, uh, I can forgive the war crimes, but the stupid character design—that's unforgivable. I can't deal with it, dude. I can't deal with it. So, wow. All right, so we we've uh, we've come to number fifteen, uh, counting up, uh, which is where I'll leave this list for now. Uh, may revisit it in the future, but uh, it has something that I've heard a lot of good stuff about. Haven't seen myself, uh, unfortunately, but I think you have, uh, and that is Devilman Crybaby. Oh wow! Now that is definitely something that would be uh, in my theoretical top ten. It would play around inside my theoretical top ten, I think. That is a solid-ass choice. That shit, uh, it's, I mean, you know, uh, I've talked a lot about how Masaki Yuasa is the god. I mean, of he is one of the three gods of anime. Um, and that is his well, take yeah. on one of the godly series, one of the canonical godly series of uh, manga, Devilman which has existed in so many different incarnations. It's sort of almost like a, like a, 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 a public domain sort of a myth legend kind of thing. And his version... It's reaching Gundam yeah, his levels. His version is breathtaking. Uh, I really think Devilman Crybaby is probably the best thing Netflix uh, has ever done, including uh, live-action series and movies and everything. Uh, that shit fucking rules. So I mean, you have to you have a hard uh, now, time uh, dealing with that since you haven't watched it. But that's just that's what I feel. now would you give it a plus one as a number fifteen? Though? Number fifteen, um, you know, it would really depend on what fourteen through one end up being because if I, I, this list seems like it's all over the place, and I have to imagine it doesn't get better from here, but. Uh, it does not. Yeah, if there was a solid fourteen through one, I could I could forgive it. I think much like the Ghost in the Shell drop uh, early in the list, this is a bizarre choice this far down, um, and you'd really have to wrestle with like how godly this show is compared to how bizarre this list is. So I really can't even say. Well, there you have it. Uh, that is the twenty-five hold through on, fifteen. On. What, what did you? What on... are you going to give it? You can't leave us off there. Oh well, I uh, well I haven't seen it, so I have to give it a zero. Yeah, right. He gives it a zero. Damn. Uh, it it, it often it obviously has some very high praise, but as you said, it either belongs on a different list or much higher yes. on this list. Going by uh, uh, what that's, I heard, that's my. Uh, I'll have to give it. A, I'll have to give it a shot. I'll have to see if that holds up. Uh, in my opinion, I think it will. Uh, I am a big fan of this director's work. Uh, you know his other movies that yeah, I've seen. You need to get so, on that shit. Uh, okay, let's let's tally it up here. Shall I go first? Well, I'll you know let me go first because it'll be quick okay. for me. Uh, it's a two out of ten. My my list scored two out of ten. <laughs> then that's that's a absolute trash. Oh, that's a bad list. What a bad list. Yeah, this is a real um, bad list. Un, uh, redacted. You have bad taste in anime, dude. What the fuck is going on? And you know uh, when we we say uh, this is a big name out there. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. So redacted. Be glad that we're not yeah, that we're not dropping that. Let's not put them up last. We don't want to make too many enemies this early on in the game. Uh, but uh, bro, <laughs> get your shit together. Well, my list is uh, two ones, 
and two negative ones. So this list ends up zero out of 10. Wow. A zero. Uh, a, a perfect uh, white yeah. card. Now, it, th you, you took kind of a circuitous route to get to the zero, but it's still a zero. What a trash list. What are you doing, Redacted? What are you doing? Yeah, no. Oh. Receiving penalties. I have to say, and you know, again, I know that uh, I've stated that this is sort of the premise of the show, that uh, people have uh, bad taste in anime, and we really need to set the record straight, but... Like, even saying that, what are we doing, people? What are we doing? Let's, let's, let's be real. <laughs> let's be honest with each other. And let's talk about why anime fans have such trash taste. We really got, I'm, I'm going to have to do more research and we're going to have to have a bigger discussion about that at some point, but we have <laughs> to figure this out. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a fundamental flaw at the core of the person. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we, we're going to have to sit down and really have to hash it out at some point because I am fascinated and and horrified. Uh, it's worth <laughs> it's worth discussing, I will say. Unfortunately, our first our first breakdown of two top 10 lists uh, are. Wow, really bad. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep searching. We're going to keep searching for that perfect list. Well, Eventually, we will find the one list that uh, completely encapsulates us. I think at right? some point we're going to find an objectively great list. I know it exists out there, but uh, I think, you know, now that we have something like this, this really is an encapsulation of the anime death spiral. We are, we are moving ever closer to a medium of mediocrity, uh, and uh, we are doing it not just willingly, but enthusiastically. And I think our goal <laughs> really needs to be to get the standard back up to something that is acceptable for, like, uh, decent human beings. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man, I hate to leave it on such a negative note, but uh, uh, we really got to wrap it up here. Uh, is there anything we can expect for uh, our next episode? Are, are we going to be able to watch... Are we either going to watch some more anime or maybe read some anime or or even just think about some anime in the meantime? Uh, I'm going to be in, uh, as I said, the Holy Land. I'm going to Tokyo and uh, I am going to report on on some anime that I find there. That's what you have to look forward to. I can't wait to hear these reports. I'm going to I'm going to find a jump in a 7-Eleven. Uh, I'm going to talk to a Japanese man like a real one. You're going to eat that karagi. Yep, I'm going to eat some fried Hell chicken yeah. bits. Hell yeah. Uh, and I will report on all of that anime. I'm really excited to hear if that Gundam is actually uh, as big as people say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that's, that's too big. That's too big. <laughs> okay, well, I will say I'm going to watch maybe a couple more episodes of Summertime Rendering to see how that plays out. Uh, you know, at some point, maybe I can talk uh, about a few more death games that I've read. <laughs> I've, I've got an endless, endless, bottomless pit of death games. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to check out maybe a couple more new anime from this season that we didn't talk about and see if um, maybe there's anything else worth watching. I, I really don't know. 
But uh, you have that to look forward to, I suppose, best friend. I'm so glad you joined us, uh, bestie. It's a cozy time having you uh, here. It's always great. I-, I love having you here sitting on the couch talking anime. And I think we had a really great, very productive uh, anime discussion this time, especially with all the uh, intricate uh, Kingdom Hearts lore. I-, I think we really got to the core of anime <laughs> this time. Wow. <laughs> well, until next time, think about anime, you guys. Bye. Uh, see you later. love it they they want more of it my god they're going wild they're like rabid animals